that's listening. Let's get ready to rumble. Let's go. The name is Law Nation. You can hear this around the world. Oh my goodness. We got a great episode for you and you on this day. Come on. The Playmaker, baby. We're going to talk about this. The Playmaker calls out the play calling concerns, plus Eagles talking more. OMG. Let's go. Come on. The name is Law Nation. They really say ain't no party like a cowboy party. What about a Eagles versus Cowboys rivalry week? Come on. Hey. Oh. Be sure to hit that like button and share this content. Don't be a... Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Come on. Hey. Ho. Hey. Ho. All right. <laughs> What's good? Shout out to you, Swain. Shout out to your Iceberg Q. Shout out to your pigs. Appreciate you on the Facebook group. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Oh, my goodness. I still got the light shining. Get these lights up off of me. It's, it ain't time for the street lights yet. Woo-woo. Baby, baby. Oh, my goodness, man. I didn't know that this team could be such a dramatic one, you know. But this is what we do. This is what we do, baby. Shout out to the rivalry roundtable last night. I know a lot of people didn't get a chance to hear me think about this topic or talk about that topic. But collectively, Collectively speaking, everyone pretty much had a solid point, right? Versus the Eagles and and shout out to the Eagles community for 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 standing into the to the conversational piece. And a lot of times when we talk about these type of things, ladies and gentlemen, people think that we are hating on their quarterback, right? And I just got off the phone with my guy, Boss Cowboy, uh, this morning, and he was saying that basically people fail to realize that you can't be sitting here hating on Dak Prescott and praising Jalen Hurst at the same time because basically those guys are pretty much close to one of another. And I get it. People want to talk about systems and things like that, and they get the mindset that a system quarterback is the worst thing ever. Like, oh, he's not a system quarterback. Or, hey, a quarterback that's in the system that's for them is not a good pleasantry. Man, I'm telling you guys, there are more quarterbacks that got hardware that was in a a certain system versus a quarterback that's out there by himself gunslinging it, right? I mean, we got historical data that that support that, right? Like, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time for the Cowboys, Troy Aikman. He fit right into a perfect system. 
I don't think Detroit would have three rings without Michael Irvin, without Emmitt Smith, without Moose, without that front five, right? Offensive line keeping him alive, right? I don't think Detroit would have had the ability to have those rings without a great coach out of Jimmy Johnson. And when they had Barry, they had to win in spite of Barry, right? That's what Troy Aikman, Gold Jacket, Hall of Famer, you know, said. So people take the word system and they look at it from a negative connotation, whereas people need to look at system and look at it like, man, that's a good situation to be in, to know that you got a running back that can give you a 1,000, know that you can drop back, close your eyes, and say to Allah and throw the ball to your wide receiver, he can come down with the ball. And on top of that, it could be a situation and good for you when you have a top five or a top ten defense that fits right into your system. If you think I'm lying, just look up the 90s Cowboys. It wasn't Troy Aikman, just him. But the Eagles fan base like to contextualize it that it's just hurts. No, it's the system that's around him that helps elevate everyone, which is good. And that's what we were trying to talk about last night on our uh, round table. But people would take information and just because you're giving it to them they would take it as a negative connotation all right but with that being said those are the facts it's so good make my teeth turn white and my beard just grow better you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's just what it is <laughs> but i appreciate everybody man shout out to you c burles appreciate you pig shout out to you Terrence shorts uh shout out to you savage eagles don't have a, a running back they have a running quarterback and wide receivers. But don't they run it back at 1,000 yards or close to? Come on. Uh, don't they uh, have a situation where it's both running backs can wiggle and get out to the edge? Just because you don't use your said running back doesn't mean that they don't have one. Just want to let y'all know that. But enough of the Eagles conversation. The Cowboys, our version of our system, what are we doing with our particular scheme and schematics and stuff like that? Well, I said in my last live feed, if you're going to get rid of something, make sure you replenish. And we got rid of two wide receivers from last year that was a part of our system that I truly believe that we're missing. And I think that a third of the Cowboy Nation will only look at Amari Cooper as being that big boy that's missing from our system, collectively speaking. But what if I told you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that we also, collectively speaking, missing from our system a guy like this type of skill set. And let me play this so I can give you guys some context to it because I don't want to get right into it without the context. Let me let, me let you guys listen to, to, to this right here. This is from my guy, Brian Broaddus. You know, this is the second time, Wolchuk, that we've heard Kellen Moore says he needs to get the ball to Michael Gallup. Mm-hmm. Listen up, y'all. He needs to get more involved. Is that on Michael Gallup or is that on Kellen Moore? Okay, this is fascinating, and this might not be the answer that you want to hear. I'll take any answer you got. But I think it's on both. Oh, Wolchuk. Right. But I think that is the right answer here, Brian, because one, I don't think that Michael Gallup is doing a great job of getting open. 
But I text in with a better answer than Wolchuk just gave. Okay. But I don't think that Kellen Moore does a great job of ever consistently designing plays that help yeah. his receivers to get open or creating. He tried for to get he tried to get Neil Brown open. Right. He tried. And, and we have seen like the Indianapolis game comes to mind. All right, it, all right, so that's enough of that. I appreciate those boys. That's enough context for me to build this argument around it, okay? And I'm not shooting jabs at Kellen Moore at this point, but let's just look at the the scouting profile of Michael Gallup. He is a guy that's not going to get a lot of separation. His game is short area quickness, high point the ball. On top of that, he is a guy that on certain routes, bang eight, fades, maybe a post route, skinny post, you can probably do that. You can rotate or motion him down inside the slot. He played that at Colorado. Uh, he's a former quarterback in high school or what have you, so he know how to find soft spots in the zone. But you're not going to get a lot of separation. And if you go back and look at last year's tape before the injury or what have you, majority of his balls were 50-50 balls, not your lows, but, you know, 50-50 balls. On top of that, if you're trying to get Michael Gallup involved into the game plan, you got to hit him with a few tunnels, smokes, maybe a, some shallow drags. But that's how you get him involved. You can't just wait until, like, the late second quarter or the late fourth quarter just drop back and say, okay, where is Gallup? you got to create a game plan around him. Now, last year, we had a guy by the name of Cedric Wilson. Now, I got crucified on Twitter uh, when I posted a, a video of Cedric Wilson or a topic line of saying that he should get a twin contract of what Michael Gallup got. And this was back in March when people were saying that Cedric Wilson is this. But Cedric, it goes all the way back to what I talked about far as systems. See, Cedric in this system, he knows this system. He's been in this system for four and a half years, right? So he knew how to find the soft areas in his zone. He was a former quarterback. Of course, I know we all know he played at Boise, what have you. But he was a former quarterback in high school. And he, he, he was a better route runner than, dare I say, a Noah Brown. He was a better route runner than Michael Gallup. He was a better route runner than most of those guys that was on this team. Now, as far as Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb, you can say that Amari Cooper was an A-plus a route runner, right? And somebody can literally argue, go back and forth to say, all right, you know, C.D. Lamb versus Cedric Wilson. But Cedric Wilson was the guy that had the – uh, subtle speed. He didn't have the short area quickness like most of those guys that I just mentioned. But Cedric Wilson, what he brought to the table was 45 receptions. I'm going off the top of my head. Uh, 45 receptions, 602 yards. Six touchdowns last season. We're not getting those levels of production from Noah Brown. Excuse me. We're not giving those levels of production even from Michael Gallup. And on top of that, those six touchdowns, you got to contextualize that Cedric Wilson, he only had three drops last season. And let me add this far as the cherry on the top. Look it up because my mind is really pulling this up from what I seen last year of Cedric Wilson. Passer rating when targeted, he had the highest passer rating when targeted. 
Sure hands catcher guy. He is passer rated when targeted. Check it up. Look it up. 130.6. 130.6. So it is, it's the small things that the Cowboys are missing out from their system. Remember last night on the show, I had a situation whereas you look at this thing and you say to yourself, you can't great value the production. You got to replace a like for a like. Let me repeat, you got to replace a like for a like. If not, upgrade, but don't downgrade. We are missing collectively between Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson if you combine those numbers, hear me out, don't shank me with the butter knife, 1,400 yards, 14 touchdowns between the both of those wide receivers, Amari Cooper, passer rating when targeted, 122.2 or something like that. Passer rating when targeted. And Amari Cooper, he, he didn't have as many drops as most people thought. That was just something that a narrative that they tried to put on the brother. I think he only had like four drops last season. And we're missing that little small production that you get out of Cedric Wilson. We didn't find that replacement out of James. Y'all say it with me. Washington. Shout out to you, Jason Winfro, for, for the first Super Chat man of the day. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. Thank y'all, man. Thank y'all. <laughs> On top of that, we thought that we can get some of what we've seen out of Jalen Tober from South Alabama to creep up into the realms of what we've seen out of Cedric Wilson, right? And we didn't get that. And on top of that, we missing out on those pieces there, and we haven't got a chance to recover. Now, we the, the saving grace is in three weeks, we got an old taste and see from T.Y. Hilton. Let's see what he can bring at the age of 33. Can he come in and give us some of those voided areas of production that we're missing from Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson? That is my opening statement with this. I hope that you guys understand what I'm saying. I'm not beating down Noah Brown, but... Noah Brown is not the same type and kind of caliber of wide receiver that you would have seen out of Cedric Wilson. And he's not the same kind of caliber of wide receiver you would have got out of Amari Cooper. And I'm not saying that when you compare the numbers and contextualize all of that and you say, well, X, Y, Z, this happened, money and these sorts of things. But when you try to replace something, make sure you replenish with the same or better. You don't want to downgrade. And I'm not throwing any salt at Noah Brown. I really think that he increased his, his levels of productions. And from a, a wiggle aspect, he is showing that he got more wiggle room than, dare I say, Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup is coming off of an, uh, an ACL deal, you know, so we have to expect that at least you're going to have to give this man a year to get back into tip-top shape. And you have to expect, ladies and gentlemen, 
if you got a wide receiver that didn't get separation, didn't get a lot of separation, let me repeat, didn't get a lot of separation before the ACL, you got to understand with your mind and with your intel and with your knowledge and with your wisdom and with your understanding of the game that he's not going to all of a sudden get more separation, more opportunities, more high jump balls after, dare I say, the ACL just because you gave that man some money. I bet you that no one can out-debate me on this universe in multiverse. With what I just said, I'll put money on it. You can't out-debate the truth. But the only thing that somebody can do with the truth is... What the truth? You can't handle, handle the, the truth. truth. Yeah, uh, please get LaShawn McCoy off TV. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes, indeed, man. Uh, Shady McCoy, uh, you know, just to segue off into this Dak Prescott talk, Shady McCoy is just is just shady. <laughs> yeah, brother, and I apologize to anyone who got into their feelings, but Shady need to be on Gracie's Corner. That's where he need to be at. He don't need to be on nobody's television or TV or Wi-Fi signal, phone, or whatever you watch it. Your uh, information from he don't need to be on it but neither here nor there let's listen to the playmaker all right mike are you a, are you a little bit disappointed that jalen hurts probably isn't going to play saturday yeah i'm a lot of bit disappointed i'm a lot of bit disappointed a lot of bit, and, baby. And, and, and even though now this is this is the kicker now i'm disappointed here i'm disappointed that we won't see jalen hurts in the best and they didn't get to see our best it also puts us in a little danger because now, of course, with our defense hurting and everything, they come and beat us with their backup. Oh, my God. Well, Don't I think that puts that. us in a little danger. It just puts me on the fire. <laughs> <laughs> it puts me on the fire. If they come in here and beat us with the backup and everything, so that, that'll be crazy. But, yeah, you, you want but to – but here's, here's the here's kick it up. All right, we're, we're not making much of it because it's the Cowboys and you want to make big noise about that. But the real story is how long is Jalen Hurts hurting? How how bad how bad is he hurt? Yeah, yeah corrections. Uh, yesterday I, I I was live and uh, I said it was his non-throwing shoulder, and you know um, as I, I halfway read through the report, it's actually his throwing shoulder, and you know the the thing is with a shoulder, you know shoulder lean. All right, when you have a sprain, it swells, right? That means that there's some type of tissue that's been damaged, right? And the thing is, what a lot of athletes do, if that tissue is weakened and you continue to move it, and if it don't heal 1,000% and you get hit on it, it bruises it even more. Recovery is recovery. Now, the Eagles are in a pickle. The last time they beat a a playoff team that wasn't in the uh, the division, basically, was the Vikings, right? And, and I know I said this last night, that they can throw around the Titans or what have you, but it was the Vikings. That was like week three, week four. So the schedule itself, uh, and we play the same schedule. I'm, I'm not saying that the Eagles haven't played anybody rough and rugged, what have you. 
Nevertheless, they need to see. They need to see against a formidable opponent. Can they stand tall? And the reality of it, on the flip side, the Cowboys do too. So this should be a game that both teams, both parties, get a chance, a true chance to see who they got, what they got. Are they in both teams fighting for something at the end of the day, right? The Eagles need to win this game to solidify their first round by what have you. They need it more than we do, especially since their quarterback, even though he said he he's going to play, but the quarterback himself need to rest. So if they don't end up winning this particular game and lose the next game and lose the next game and the Cowboys went out, then we would have, dare I say, uh, the, the first round by the playoffs and things, whatever weird number comes around with that. They need it the most because their quarterback got a bomb shoulder right now. And you can't speed the process. That's the reality of it. So you can go out there with a, I guess, with a warrior's mentality and say, hey, I'm going to go out there to prove that I can beat the Cowboys with my shoulder lean and everything, not run as much and throw the ball. But that's fitting right into the alleyways of the Cowboys. We want teams to throw the ball. Newsflash, we don't want teams to run the ball. We can't stop. We can't stop the run for some reason on a consistent basis. But to the playmaker standpoint, the morale, the mindset of this game, if Gardner Manchu come in here and beat the Cowboys, that's what he said. That he's going to have to hear from 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 uh, who's on he's on ESPN. So that would be Shea Sharp, Dan Orlowski, and whoever else. You know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's that kind of thing. How much are they not telling us? Mike, what did you think of the third and ten sequence, or the biggest reason that the Cowboys? Lost against Jacksonville. You, you were worried about the run D. Trevor went off on them. Uh, the third and ten, they couldn't get the first down. Uh, people are losing their minds on your network and the other <laughs> network when Jerry said Dak played outstanding. We agree with him. Your biggest problem with that Jags game was what? Yeah, well, first of all, if you ask me, they, they, uh, I, I put a blame on a lot of people. Now, first of all, I want the defense to give me something. I, I was something. thinking about this when I was watching the game. There are certain things that when I watch San Francisco team, San Francisco play, that I'm not worried about. If that team up by 10, oh, this game over. Yeah. yeah, defense, that's, yeah. that's the kind of defense they got. This yeah. game over. You got to sweat that. This game over. Yeah. This defense going to make sure yeah. this game over. You ain't sick. You ain't you, you, I, I'm going brother. You ain't sick. To he going no brother. 15 to 18 points on that defense. There. You're that, that, that game. I, I felt that when I watched San Francisco play the other day. That's what I was saying to myself. And, and San Fran and Dallas defense was supposed to be on the same level, kind of. And I, I, I don't feel that when, when we're up 10. So, so, yeah, I'm disappointed about that. Yeah, I can be disappointed that even after they got that turnover from Trevor Lawrence, that, that, that you couldn't go get a first down, man. We couldn't yeah. go get a first down. And I don't even want to talk about the worst damn call. Oh, before you go into that, ooh, before you go all the way full, brother, man. God, dog, baby. Oh, my goodness, man. Shout out to 105.3, the fan, for this great and brilliant conversation, man. Now, 
what I wanted to pull up before he elude away from all what he said, I want to pull up what the great, the legendary uh, Tony Dungy had to say about uh, uh, most of this stuff. And and basically, just bear with me while I set this up right quick. Land this thing up. Uh, he talked about Shady McCoy's comment. And Tony Dungy, man, I respect the man. He's, he's very knowledgeable of the defenses and things like that. And if anybody knew a quarterback, I, I think Tony would know it. You know, he, he won one with uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, but that's a story of another day. He says, uh, Dak, 23 for 30, 256 yards, three touchdowns. He threw for two interceptions, of course. The first one, his arm was hit as he threw. Now, is that an excuse? Uh, I can put that to the excuse table. You know, I'm fair and balanced with this. The second one was right in the receiver's hands. Dallas defense gave up 503 yards and 40 points. That's a little less than a half of 100 points, and that's a half of a stack. You know, a little over half of a stack. 503 yards, and the loss is all on Dak, really. So basically what he's saying is the Cowboys' defense, the Cowboys' defense need to a, a, a blow to the face. You know, somebody needs to tell the Cowboys' defense to lean forward just a little bit right there. You know, slap the defense around. Somebody, anybody. You need to point out these flaws of the defense. Now, granted, I talk about this thing called complementary football. Complementary football. And the complementary football is when you got the lead. When you got the lead, you got to present power, not finesse. The Cowboys went into this mindset that we're going to present finesse look, running out of shotgun, uh, not presenting our will, not loading up the box and letting people, well, not loading up the, the jumbo packages and beyond to get things done. But let's listen to what the playmaker got to say on this topic, though. And I'm going to rewind just a little bit, baby. I'm going to rewind just a little bit right here, right here, boom. Listen. When, when we're up 10. So, so yeah, I'm disappointed about that. Yeah, I can be disappointed that even after they got that turnover from Trevor Lawrence, that, that, that you couldn't go get a first down, man. We couldn't go get a first down. And I don't even want to talk about the worst damn call in the history. I, I, I'd have been a lot of bad calls. But in the history, I think, of me watching football was that third and 10, you throw a nine route to Noah Brown. A nine route. And it, I, I love Noah. He's been playing hard. He's been doing these, but he's at his ceiling. We ceiling. can't try to put him and make him become uh, uh, a true number two. I don't know if that's his ceiling. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't know. I don't know if that's. And we gave him a lot of opportunities. I'm glad we got Ty in here. Somebody that that has made some plays down the stretch in crunch moments. I won't know to keep doing what he's doing. But we got to be careful on who we're choosing to put those game-winning balls and throw it in their hands. Yeah, I, I didn't love the play. Man, he, he's spitting right at it, man. Uh, appreciate him for his thoughts on that. Uh, just great, great acknowledgement of what he broke down with that, of how can you utilize your weapons in the right way, huh? What do we need to do in order to get things going and, and being perceived to know that, hey, these are the things that we need to justify. 
These are things that we need to correct. You can't start depending on your your threes and your fours to make things happen. You got to do that. You got to figure out a way, uh, Cowboy Nation and beyond. And, and that's just the reality of it. Appreciate everybody for being in this thing. But you guys know what I'm saying when I say that, right? You, you guys got to know what I'm saying when I say that, right? There we go. I had to fix the plane. I had to build a plane while I was in there. What's going on with this? All right. God dog it. There we go. There we go. We fixed it up. All right. So those are the things that we must do on a consistent level is not target Noah Brown. And I'm not saying that Noah Brown is a guy that, that they wet the bed. Like what the playmaker said, he's at his ceiling, ceiling. <laughs> you call on third and 10. I, I didn't love that either, but you know, the, the other one that everyone's talking about is the interception at the end, at the end of the right. game. Uh, you know, as a wide receiver, that but let me, he, let me check that. Let me check that. And you don't let play call because it's not just a play call; it's the play call to whom? I now, now okay. Let's flip it. We're playing Philadelphia this week. You mm-hmm. want to give me a third and ten with the game on the line? I can throw a nine eighty nine. That's what that was nine eighty nine pump. Listen up. I can throw that route to AJ Brown. Yeah, that's a different specimen. Sure. All right, all right. And you see what I'm saying? That's a bad call. But maybe not to that dude right there. Let him go get that ball. Mm-hmm. I can throw that ball. I may throw that ball to Justin Jefferson. I ain't just- stop, stop, E. Breezy. Noah usually catch the ball, though. So, so listen, listen to what. I'm going to rewind just a little bit. This is what the playmaker is saying, basically. is Yeah, that's cool. But everything is on the line if you already at your ceiling, you know. It, look, just like I gave the analogy of the donut, right? When your tire get flat, it literally says the instructions, unless you got run flat tires. It literally say, uh, don't go over 50 miles per hour. Don't travel more than 50 miles per hour because that spare is only there for temporarily. Now, it can get the job done. But you can't depend on that spare. And that's what we're trying to say with Noah. I love Noah Brown. His story, his, uh, his, his time here with the Cowboys, they tried to convert the man to tight end, and they realized that there was a horrid situation. He had to lose weight, slim back down, hey, in and out of his cuts. He is right now, until we see T.Y., he is right now, more consistent than what we've seen out of Michael Gallup. He's healthier than Michael Gallup, in my opinion, because Michael Gallup is still recovering. I know, I get it. We can see Michael Gallup out there on the field, but he's still not up to par or up to snuff of where Noah Brown at health-wise, right? But on this team, Noah Brown is forced to be your number two. And this is what the playmaker had to say. Jeff, you saw what he did on fourth and eighteen. I thought, but I can't throw this damn ball to Noah Brown. I'm sorry, that's it. Yeah, I ain't throwing that. I, I, I'm trying not to throw that. That that last ball right there, Noah Brown, that you about to talk about, Chop. I'm just gonna try not to do it. <laughs> All right, and then how about okay? So that 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 interception as a receiver is that on the quarterback? Is that on the wide receiver? That's on the receiver. That's that's absolutely on the receiver. The ball hit him in his hands. The ball hit him in the hand. Now, you want to ask me if it's on the quarterback. It's like I told one time we were on, and, and I remember me interviewing Keyshawn. Keyshawn's my guy, man. He's my dude. And, 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 and he was getting funky with me in the interview, and I got funky back. I said, okay. I, I said, okay. I said, Keyshawn, Keyshawn, 
years ago, you were talking about true number one. That's the key sound. If that's the truth, why did they go to somebody else on fourth and one with the game on the line? They couldn't have done that with me on the field. Oh, they're going to have a fight in the locker room. You going know to do that to me on the field? We're going to have a fight in the locker room. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 so that's what I'm saying. With games on the line like that, we, it, but and Mike, that's why Mike, we wanted to hold up that. All right, all right. Uh, Ray V says, you Dak fans are clueless. I think I'm a Cowboy fan. I'm old enough to be Dak's father over here. Uh, I'm out. It's waste of time. With the unknowledgeable. So all of a sudden, Ray V, somebody on YouTube, probably without a face on his profile picture, knows more football and more knowledgeable than the playmaker. Come on, man. I can't make this stuff up. You must be out of your goddamn mind. I can't make this stuff up. We clearly hear a man with the gold jacket that probably caught more balls than anybody that's watching this show right now and got touchdowns and got all of these accolades and credits of revenue, of visual, visual, tangible information that this man is spitting out to you guys and you guys missed the meat worrying about the potatoes. He just called out the play caller. He didn't say anything about Dak Prescott, but all of a sudden, collectively, we are Dak lovers. Come on, man. You got to be grown, man. You got, you got to grow up a little bit. Ray, it's just Ray J. Come on, Ray. Come on, man. Come on, man. This is the playmaker speaking. Like, I get it. I, I get it. I understand the hate, the, the the mindset to say that, hey, this dude wet the bed. And if you want to put the loss on, if you want to put the loss on Dak Prescott, you can have it. Yes, it goes down as Dak Prescott loss. But you refuse to listen, to gain knowledge and understanding. That makes you more close to being a fool versus being somebody that's intelligent. That's all I'm saying. Come on, man. Come on, baby. That's why we gotta, want to hold up back. Yeah, I got to take a little bit of issue. Like, Noah Brown, right? Right. You're right. I'm He's not having, putting it all on Noah. I'm okay. not putting it all on Noah. But to three on him, he was having uh-uh. the second best day amongst the receivers. Right. Michael Gallup, that, complete. That ain't on Noah. Dis- that's, on, that's, on, that's on you making us have him as the second best. Oh, that's on you not ha- oh, us not having an Odell. Or oh, us not having an Amari. Uh, then, then you move Noah up one more spot. I, ain't, I'm not, I don't have anything bad with Noah. I'm just telling you football. Listen. The reason there's a number one receiver, a number two, a number three, and a number four is dependability. That's, that, that's how you slot receivers. Dependability, reliability on, on, on making plays and getting open. And I'm going to tell you right now where Noah ranks in that. He's been doing a great job. He's been doing a great job because he's going to get a lot of coverage. Let's stop acting like Noah ranks one, two, or three in that, really. Let's stop acting that. That's all I'm saying. It's not on Noah. It's on where we designing these plays to go. Nine four zero a play Noah Turner would design to drop that ball in for four or five yards. I'm going to tighten the split right off the tight end. I'm going to run a little six yard like I'm going across and stop. That play belongs to Alvin Harper. I usually run the nine, but now on crucial situations, Noah would call flip. It's a flip in the huddle. I go, I get off the nine. I come over and run that third, that little four yard hitch up. And Alvin Harper goes backside to run the nine run. We're putting people in position to make the play on the game winner. That's all I'm saying, folks. You- 
Ooh, can Michael Irvin be the offensive coordinator, baby? Or can he be the advisor? Can he be the consultant? Can he be the guy to come out here to tell Kelly Moore, come here, come here, let me talk to you for just a few minutes. This is what you need to do. This is the play call that you need to do. And on top of that, we can do the mirror concept. We can flip it. I don't understand for the life of me the wealth of knowledge that this guy got in Jerry Wayne Jones or somebody, John Stephen Jones, maybe because they didn't put you on the junior, but that's a story of another day. Maybe somebody need to be poured upon just knowledge, just information. Come on, baby. Oh, my gosh, man. Just speaking of this, my guy, Boss Cowboy Sports, he had a similar outing with the same information already contextualized from last season. Let's pull this up. A lot of Cowboy fans are wondering why Noah Brown got so many targets over the real stars like CeeDee Lamb. Hall of Famers talked about it in the offseason. Whenever you got disorder, dysfunction. We can't have our stars putting up role-player numbers like 31 yards rushing, one catch for 21 yards, 69 passer rating, and then have our role-players putting up numbers like Schultz and Wilson. That's a disorder. Trying to make our role-player stars, our stars role-players, that's a disorder, and the team just functions, and I ass is home. I looked at what we did. Listen. I, I thought we offensively tried to teach some all guys that we, we went away from our playmakers. Mm-hmm. And and that's not what you should do. That's why I'm questioning some of the things that, that transpired. Yeah. Um, we see both these teams here at the Super Bowl. It's so easy for them to find the, or feed the ball to Cooper Cup, right. Odell, even Chase. Why is it so hard? Let me see if I make hard? it bigger. Let me see if I make it bigger for you. Make it bigger right here. We right here. That's the disorder, and the team just functions. And I I thought we offensively tried to feature some guys that we, we went away from our playmakers. Mm-hmm. And and that's not what you should do. That's why I'm questioning some of the things that, that transpired. Yeah. Um, we see both these teams here at the Super Bowl. It's so easy for them to find the or feed the ball to Cooper Cup, right. Odell, right. even Chase. Why is it so hard for Dallas to be able to feed the ball to C.D. Namari? Creativity or the lack thereof creativity. Mm. And they need to get their they act together in terms of uh, calling consistent plays that are giving our guys and doing the things that you talked about. Mm. Creating ways for these guys to get the ball in their hands instead of the standard way of doing it. The creativity that I would expect from Keller Moore needs to continue to evolve. Uh, C.D. Lamb just Third wasn't utilizing enough. Like in, in the uh, last game that they lost, he was only targeted a couple of times. You got one of the more exciting receivers in the entire league, and you don't target it. You throw to a tight end, that's going to give you 10 yards. Uh, so there were some issues, especially there you know, in that last ball game. Yeah. All right, so <clears> – <throat> With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, man, I, I can really just end the stream now. I don't have to talk no more. Shout out to Boss Cowboys Sports. Y'all be sure to check my brother out. Uh, just remarkable job of just digging up all of the research, man. Just digging up the research. And in my caption, I said, man, he's the best in the business. I'm calling out a spade a spade. You know, when you renege, you got to go in that book. Renege! 
Renick, what, what book it was? All right, go back to that third book. You were cutting. <laughs> you're cutting hearts. You know, you're cutting hearts, and you got an art in your head right now. Give me my three bucks. That's what Boss Cowboy do. He, he, he call out them spades, baby. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, we got three weeks. We literally got three weeks to figure this stuff out, man. Listen to more what the playmaker have to say. You got to put people in position that you know are more reliable, farther up the scale, to make the play on the game winners. That's all Mike said. Michael, you know, uh, when we talk about that that third down, uh, third and ten throw there to, to Noah, is part of the problem here, though, that, I mean, CD drew triple coverage on that snap. Michael Gallup had single coverage, and Michael Gallup couldn't get open. I, I mean, is part of this right now about Michael Gallup's just got to be better right now? Because he, he doesn't look like he's getting open. Man, I'm going to stop. I love my guy, Bobby Bell. Name me a year that Gallup got separation. Gallup is not going to get separation. He's not. That's just not in his cup of tea. It's like asking for Keyshawn Johnson to get separation. Keys didn't get separation. You just had to, oh, trust and seek. You had to throw that ball and know that, hey, he's going to come down with the ball. Throw me that. That's why he had to end up writing a book. The dude had to write a kid's book or a book in general. Throw me the damn ball. Did he? Didn't, wasn't that Keyshawn Johnson? You know, just throw me the ball. I'm open. I, I may not look like I'm open, but I'm open. I'm open. And that is what you got to look at from the aspect of Michael Gallup. The way you get him open, maybe some tunnel screens, hurry up passes, line them up inside the slot, but you or certain routes like a post flag route or something like that, drag underneath, but you are not going to get consistent open availability out of my guy, Michael Gallup. It's not even on his resume, you know? So here's the thing. I saw somebody commented earlier about, Hey, all wide receivers can't get open. Naturally, the only wide receiver from a skill set that we got, the only wide receiver that may can get open on a consistent basis is C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb. He may be the only one. He may be the only one until we get T.Y., who's 33 years of age. That's a long tooth to get out there to see what he can do. And he said he liked to run. They call him the ghost. So I can't wait to see this. Now, Noah Brown, if you look at his skill set and what he brings to the table, he is a guy that got a, he got more wiggle right now, more wiggle. And he's pretty good at the top of his route than what we've seen out of Gallup. Now, what I'm telling you guys with Gallup, short area quickness, it dropped from a percentage aspect of what he used to do. I'm not calling Gallup trash. Y'all know Gallup, my boy, he's my dog. But we got to contextualize the truth. The dude is coming off of an ACL situation, and not all players respond and act the same. Not everybody, Adrian Peterson. Not everybody's as easy of what they did or what you've seen out of Odell Beckham coming off of his injury. Players are built different. It's not a one-size-fit-all, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I don't know what type of year Chris Godwin is having. Can you guys pull that up? But he's coming off of an injury. I don't hear Chris Godwin's name being mentioned multiple times. And he may be having a better season than, than, than Gallup. But let me pull up Chris. 
Hold on, y'all, y'all, y'all bear with me. Let me see what he's doing because he may be having a great season over there. I don't know. I haven't seen many. Yeah, he's having a phenomenal year. 81 receptions, 785 yards, and three touchdowns. He's he's on par. Passer rating when targeted is 97. Uh, he got six drops for the season, though. You know, um, let's see what else. He's coming off of a situation. He's coming off of a situation. But even – to contextualize this, Chris Godwin and Michael Gallup, two kinds of caliber of wide receivers. Chris out of Penn State was a guy that had speed, 4-4 speed. He wins differently, six foot one, two 208 pounds. He more of your short area quickness with separation at the top of the route. Chris Godwin can find the soft spots in the zone and just squeeze and shoot out of there, man, with that jab step and get upfield. But uh, we got to use more crossing routes to throw wide receivers open and tire out the defense running crossing all day, and then you can run some deep ends, deep sideline plays you're right Jason with the football mindset appreciate you Jason for your support all right let's listen to more what they have to say yeah that's one that's another way of saying it we're saying the same thing it's just another way of saying it we we got we got to have better people in position to make those plays that's just the reality we, 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 I gave you Philly. When Philly gets to those plays, man, they're throwing that ball to A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. Man, that's what I was trying to tell the panel last night. You know, it's a major – if how far is east is from west? Can somebody put that in the chat? <laughs> and if you put that in the chat, how far is east is from west? Can somebody put that in the chat? It's unknown, right? It's the area of the unknown, right? Simply because you don't have evidence that something does exist does not mean that you have evidence that something doesn't exist. <laughs> Come on. Well, what I'm saying is that there are known knowns and that there are known unknowns, but there's also unknown unknowns, things we don't know that we don't know. So when I go back, and I encourage you guys to go look at the Chicago's game or the Titans game of the what, what you've seen out of the Eagles, skill set and play. And as far as East is from West is A.J. Brown is from Noah Brown. They are not related. They are not in the same room. They are not in the same galaxy. They are not on the same page. You know, so that's what I'm trying to say. And when I look at A.J. Brown, I told the Eagles panel last night, I apologize. I apologize. I literally seen Ron Tannehill, last year's numbers with A.J. Brown, I was looking at it like, ain't no way Jalen Hurts is going to do anything because I was looking at it from the information, from what I've seen from tape, that Ron Tannehill was a better thrower and a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. You say, Eagles fans, I'm not that harsh. I'm giving you guys flowers. A guy last night wanted flowers, chocolate, roses, cookies, and everything. And I'm giving it to you now. This don't eat too much. It would knock your beak off. Your teeth would start falling out of your mouth because I'm giving you guys your flowers. And I'm not finna hold your hand on this date, but I can tell you one thing for sure. If you want to put MVP, most valuable player down for Jalen Hurts, you got to make it 
Rico for A.J. Brown. Because if you look back at even the last game, the Chicago Bears game, Jalen Hurts lead the league in slant routes. When it's a slant route thrown to him, knowing that he's finna get popped, knowing that he's finna get hit, he, the ball is not bouncing off of his body like a volleyball. He is not trying to bat the ball down, even if it's low high or indifferent, the dude is coming down with the ball. I've seen so many sideline balls that Anthony, not Anthony Brown, but A.J. Brown, got too many Browns in the league, but A.J. Brown will go up there and pull it out and extend the situation. It got to the point that now that Devontae Smith is comfortable. He's comfortable. Because he know for sure that the attention and the information on the opposing team is focusing on number 11 and not him. And he get to walk around with his shades. All right, so uh, Manning says, going into the playoff with our OC is nail-biting. Yes, it is. It is. It is the unknown. But what I'm trying to say is, is that those are the things that the playmaker is just saying right now. The system is great. The system is great for them. Those are the one and two options. Those are pretty one and two options in, in those crucial situations. In those crucial situations, I'm not taking anything away from Noah Brown. I think he's done a hell of a job. Yeah. He has reached himself <laughs> and stretched himself and worked himself and made himself into a very, 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 very good NFL wide receiver. But in those crucial moments, I want someone else to try to make that play. I'm sorry. Mike, we usually have- Ooh, wait, man. The playmaker, man. He making enemies out here, man. <laughs> Let me read these uh, super chats, man. Uh, we got one right here from Java. The last two offensive coordinators for the Cowboys were backup quarterbacks, Garrett and Moore. Make it make sense. Get some new in there. Sub-law and Cowboy Nation. Appreciate you, man. Uh, I'm going to give you... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, man! And, and 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 to add to that, Java, you know, they cut from the same cloth. Regardless of how you look at it, when we start talking about trees and branches, like he's a tree of, Kellen Moore would be a branch or a, a an offspring of Jason Garrett. And what I said when I banged on this table and I told people that this guy is the um, the second coming of Jason Garrett, those are the truths. When you are in a bond, when you are in a pinch, you're going to pull from the source. Kellen Moore is a resource. And the resource pulled from the source. And the source been Jason Garrett. He's going to learn from what his father taught him. The guy that gave him opportunity and liberty in the pursuit to go through the NFL and beyond. He's a mentor. He is all of those things. You can argue and throw in Scott Lanahan, but that's just the reality of it. That's why you see some of the similar things or the same things that have been happening since 2007 up until this point. Some are good, some are bad. Just like I made this analogy earlier. Law, man, you act just like your dad. Man, you act just like your grandfather. 
man, you you must be related to such and such. Man, y'all brothers, man. Oh, no. Oh, y'all cousins? Yeah, man, y'all act just alike. They share, they share the same genes, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. All right, Jamal Wilson. Uh, you think Mahomes on this team would play like he does at KC? and vice versa with Dak, with KC, and Andy Reid. Uh, those are... Well, what I'm saying is that there are known knowns and that there are known unknowns, but there's also unknown unknowns, things we don't know that we don't know. Just like uh, we, we went down this before, the Lamar Jacksons of the world's and Mahomes, we would never know what they would have looked like here with the silver and blue. Uh, we don't know. We just don't know, especially with the uh, the informations of the prehistory of the Cowboys. I, I brought this up last night. They said, man, Law, you're a historian. I can't help what I know. The moment you put silver and blue on with the star on the side of your helmet, you are being compared to the other greats, Roger Staubach. Even you can throw Danny White. Troy Aikman. You can throw the legends in there and Tony Romo. You look at the list of guys that we have on our team. Whether you go to another team, they don't even mention it. I was thinking uh, even with the Eagles, what they got, Ron Jaworski, Cunningham, McNabb, that, that's, that, that's their greats. That's their greats. They don't hold a candle to Roger and Troy. Now, when you go back to the chase, who they got Elvis Gerback? You can talk about the spoonful of times that they had Joe Montana, but he wasn't homegrown there, right? So you got that to live up to, right? Alex Smith. Oh, excuse me. Even in, even in the Chiefs, before they got Pat Mahomes, every year there was 11-5, 11-5. They were above a plus 500 team. Winning, winning. Pat Mahomes was the cherry that was on top, but what they did with Pat Mahomes, they comfortably let him get into the system, right? Because he didn't start immediately. He picked up the system. They worked with him. The media didn't scrutinize him. They lived off the fact that, hey, he got some talents. He came out on national TV and said he can't read. Ray Charles, blind and dead, can read better than him on defense. But they worked with him. They didn't crucify the man. They already knew that they had a well-put team around him or surrounding him. Whereas the Cowboys, it's been since 2006 and 2007 since we made back-to-back playoffs, baby. The Chiefs was doing that even with Alex Smith. So the comparisons and analysis are a whole different. And granted, my guy, Pat Mahomes, he's a great quarterback, an excellent quarterback, fine and dandy. But what we've seen in that Cincinnati's game last year is probably would have been the ceiling of what we've seen over here in Cowboys land if you don't put the right pieces and the right scheme around him. He couldn't throw the ball from me to you. Well, from me to this TV that I'm looking at, you know. And Lamar Jackson, if he were to get over here in Cowboys land, we don't even know what the world Jason Garrett and all of those boys would have done. He probably would have had to squeeze over to be a wide receiver or something like that in this particular system. They would have tried to make this dude, Lamar Jackson, be a drop-back quarterback. They wouldn't have, have embellished his skill sets. 
they would have took away. So that's why I say it's, it's an area that we can't compare. We can't. We can't. Look, put it like this. I truly believe even Danny Dimes over there, over there in Giants land, if he had Brian Dayball from his starting career, from birth to now, he would be considered and viewed upon a whole lot different than what he's viewed upon now. Coaching matters, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I can't stress this out even anymore. Um, let's go. I appreciate the super chat. I really do. Uh, Glenn Caper says, in crunch time, you need rub routes, draws, or screens. You know, uh, you can't do any of these things. We try low percentage plays when situations call for high percentage plays. My goodness, man, you ain't lying, bro. You ain't lying at all. It was my. Let me hit it again. He asked you for NFC one, two, three, but I I, I want your your overall NFL. Your, your Super Bowl threats one, two, three look like what? today with hurts with uh, her, with hurts healthy yeah yeah well well listen i i, I would go uh, honestly cincinnati philadelphia and san francisco say well you can't you gotta you gotta throw kansas city in there because they got god playing quarterback you gotta keep them in there as long as they got god at quarterback okay. you know <laughs> what joking, i'm saying yeah yeah but but but, but i'm going to go I, I i love what cincinnati's doing you gotta put philadelphia in there San Francisco still in there because I told you, you, you never get that feeling with Easy. their defense. They're always – you just ain't going to put that point, put, put the points up on their defense. But you're going Cincy, Philly, San Fran over KC and Buffalo right now. I say I'm going to put KC in there and I'll put a Buffalo. But my top team right now, I love Cincinnati. Mm. I didn't say Cincinnati, Cincinnati right now, and that's really what we're talking they're about. Peaking, now, and it's not that I'm not giving to Philly because it's Philly. You know, Philly, <laughs> Philly if, I, if I had to put it to them, I, I'll give them number two spot right now. Uh, you know, only because I think sometimes if Jalen Hurts does get off, we'll start seeing some opportunities. But I don't know if Joe Burrow will ever be off with those with those beasts he has. So I, I just like that Cincinnati has a power running game. So 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 I put them out there. But yeah. All of those teams in the mix. I even think Minnesota. We got into it the other year. It's a Minnesota. Dude, it's one game. It's a one game turning. It it's not the best three out of five. Right. right it's not right, the best right, five right. out of seven. Minnesota can be any team in the NFL in one game because they got that dude over there that I told you they're going to throw it up on fourth and 18. He's going to give them a chance. So, yeah, this thing is still wide open. Yeah. Thank you for uh, letting Stephen A praise us. Uh, Merry Christmas. We love you. And. Finish out, finish out that that rep, rep with the stolen dumbbell. Thank. You. <laughs> That's the playmaker, y'all, ladies and gentlemen. Great analysis there, uh, all together. And we'll see what time I got. It's eleven fifty-seven. I got a meeting at one. Make sure my meeting is still on at one. Hold on, right quick. We we going into uh, overtime law, right quick. Hold on, right quick. Let me make sure my meeting is available. Uh, da 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 da. da. Y'all okay? Y'all all right? And I'm going to break down some of the other things that he just said on that topic, but I got to make sure my meeting is still on at one. That means I got I got 30 minutes then. All right, so what we're breaking down here. Call my phone, hit my line, only ones who down for 
We're going to 30 minutes over. Five, four, three, two. Come on. The hotline for your mind is 657-390-7391. Uh, Drizzy says, uh, what's good, Law? Why isn't Dak changing more? Pass plays to run plays at the line. With him being in his seventh year, is it on him or Kellen Moore? Your thoughts on that from Drizzy. Good point, good point, good point. Uh, that I don't know. I, I don't know. I can only speculate. And from what I can see, there are some base formations that no matter how you change it or how you call out of it, it will still be equivalent to the same. Uh, for example, if you're in shotgun and you if you don't like what you see and you change it into a run, I don't think that that gives you more of a wiggle room or more of a situation to put you up ahead. I think that that's more working or hustling backwards. I do like the philosophy on how my brother team operates at work. I like that system there. A run, a true run first system is not a run first out of quotas. And those are the ways that I like. I like Dak Prescott anywhere between 24 and 27 attempts. That's not a shade or a knock at him, but I'm looking at the law of diminishing rates of return. I'm looking at the law of averages. I'm a numbers guy i do like the fact that if you minimize that you minimize that then you will evade way from some of the inefficiencies on this team you put the ball in the belly of ezekiel elliott you put the ball in the belly of tony pollard you run the ball to open up the pass you don't pass to open up the run and that's my friend is what the cowboys tried to do against the jaguars they tried to pass to open up the run even though they ran more than they passed it's a weird way. It's kind of, I gave everybody the analogy of a boxer trying to land. You know, it, it, he threw more jabs, but did he land them, right? Did he land his hits? And we didn't land our hits. I got Bruce Bruce, man, the first one in here, man. You're live, Bruce Bruce. Talk to me, man. Talk to me. Yeah, Mr. Law, hello. That, they call that, when you, when you open up the run with the pass, that, that used to be called run and shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, run and shoot, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, you remember Buddy Ryan, right? Yeah, yeah, old Buddy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, he had Kevin Gilbride. He was the OC of the Houston Oilers. He had to slap him upside the head right there on the sideline. <laughs> <Call him. laughs> For ruining his game, you know. Yeah. His defense is doing the job. and then they, So, yeah, that's a chuck and duck. I sure hope, man, all this, all this spitting hairs about what wide receiver does this and does that and we need to get somebody else. I think we can win with the people we have. We get, the conference has been locked. We have a damn good team. Yeah, we do. And there's some injury. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Now, 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 Bruce, 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 let me say this before I let you go. Yeah, we are 10 and 4. We do have some weapons. What we're trying to do is iron. You got, no, you got a few wrinkles. It's a nice shirt. You got a few wrinkles on your shirt. We're just trying to iron out the wrinkles. And we see the wrinkles, whereas we need a little extra help at the wide receivers when we do throw the ball. Uh, we need to get back to the philosophy of running the ball. And I think that Dak Prescott is better under center, believe it or not, versus being in that spread. Yes, I, I agree totally. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, I, I think Jerry Jones needs to stop talking. You know, he can talk to uh, OBJ if you want. But he needs to maybe start having conversations about a new coach if they blow in the first round. You know, that that's going to yeah. be, uh, be counterproductive because you're going to have to do a lot of wholesale changes. But I appreciate you for calling in, Bruce. All right. Good job. Good job from Bruce, man. I got my guy from the 971. JP, you're live. What's happening, Law? How you doing? Man, doing great, man. Talk to me, man. Hey, man. Um, I just want to um, – I just want to – okay, the offense, uh, uh, I'm going to tell you, man, that they need another running back, man, to hit that hole. If they ain't going to bring in Davis, then they need to um, draft somebody for next year, man, because – like I told you this week, uh, this weekend, that Zeke is—he's kind of washed up, man. I don't think he got the the speed to get to the get to the hole, and people still love him, man. But I, I think they I think they're missing a tight end. I mean, uh, uh, running another back. running back. Oh, wow. Not not just to talk on that yeah. topic there, JP. It it it, it's, it appears that like let's say you pick Zeke, you put him up on the Niners, right, and have a nine yeah. Zeke and. Zeke and CMC combo, we would say that that's unfair, right? Yeah. Because of the system that they're in. I appreciate you, JP, for calling. Hey, one more thing, though. Talk to me. Before you hang up, one more thing. Hey, uh, Devontae Smith, how long did he, was he drafted two years ago? Uh, he, he was drafted the same year of my guy, Michael Parsons. And what? Oh, yeah, that was two years ago, right? Well, but it's, it's so the second year. Two. Yeah. Yeah. So he has two years to develop, right? Right, right. He yeah. he, he can okay, develop. Yeah. He can develop comfortable now, though. He got another dog on yeah. the other side of him. And I'm not look. I like Roll Tide. I like what the kid brought to the table, uh, even yeah. in college or what have you. But I'm saying that there's not all of the pressure on him, right? Yeah. Yep. So my Appreciate point you. is now. My point is we had Anthony Brown for all that time, and he took up all the space. That Joseph, I mean, I, I like Joseph. I don't know he's going to work out or not, but if you get him two years the same time Smith Smith would have been had, he'd probably been far along better now. But now the problem is we wait. This is the problem with this team. We wait until the last minute to try to bring somebody in to uh, on cornerback and, and, and develop the rookies. Look at the third-round pick. No, no doubt. I appreciate, I appreciate you all talking that off, man. I appreciate you. No, no doubt, no doubt, JP, man. You know, I got I got a lot of people here, man, and uh, I got a split at twelve thirty, so I got to roll. I got roster X, man. You live, fam. For the law, I just want to give a shout out to you, my friend, for the Appreciate endurance you. that you have to <clears throat> be able to deal with all these different perspectives, man. I'm, I'm so tired, so it's, it's just it's just so easy to let y'all do all the hard work and just root for my boys and stand <laughs> right. by for whatever happens. And just be able to call in and say that I love you, dog. I appreciate you, man. Man, appreciate you, dog. That's all you wanted, huh? Man, I thank you, man. That goes That's a long it. way with me. Don't make me cry. I'm sensitive. <laughs> hey, man. Appreciate you, man. That's a good call for Roster X, man. I got a guy that I know for sure that's in the VIP lounge, man. He probably hung out with Texiana too long and forgot that he had, to, he had another squeeze to come through. Jack Nisha, and he forgot to give her VIP tickets, too. And it fooled around, and he's still with Texiana, man. What's going on with you for the A60? <laughs> hey, man, I'm just trying to get 
Long VIP, baby. Yo. Oh, yeah, man. Me and Tekiata. We still on that rendezvous. And Jack Geisha try to get in. Damn it. I forgot to leave it a VIP at the door. Oh, my gosh, man. Why you let her in? You supposed to drop Tekiata and then move over to Jack Nisha. And she fooled around and left you, dog. <laughs> oh, man. But I tell you what. I'm going for some e-girls this weekend. <laughs> I, I need me an e-girl, Asia. I don't know. That's I got to come up with a name for her. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I don't want her. I don't want her. I want. I want to literally no, blow her mouth. I don't want no ugly win. I don't want no ugly win. But I'll take it though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard she got a, a burnt up wing right now. Anyway, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm good on that. Yeah, we good on that. Anyway, Lord Nation, I am an optimistic person. Right. I'm a glass half full. I need Cowboy Nation to come aboard. Look, if we could do this push through these last three games, last three. you realize where we could put our possession, what position we could put ourselves in? Right. I mean, oh, oh, you talking about when these last three shoot, you can go in vacation mode for a week. But my only thing is, man, I'm gonna keep it 100, man. I have my reservations. Not saying that I'm scared or worried, but I just have my reservations on having that week off, man. I, I, I'm, I got, I got that thing what they call uh, emotional damage. I know, man. I got it, man. At least I admit it. You know, <laughs> come out flat. You know, I already put out. I put out a video how the Cowboys are messing with my psychological fortitude. Mm-hmm. And for the, for the illiterate people, that's my mental capacity. <laughs> they are affecting my mental capacity. No doubt, man. You know what I mean? So I need us just to come on board. We need just win this game. We're playing at home. I kind of like being the underdog law. I think we play better when we don't have that chip, when we have a chip on our shoulder. When we get cocky. We yeah. start falling asleep in the fourth quarter. Man, man, so, here's the thing before I let you go, VIP. When we went in and rolling, it's a bad situation because everybody, mama, uncle, cousin be picking us. I don't like when uh, I think they be reverse jinx, jinxing us with all of this stuff, too. They just jinx us with all of the four ladder, the three ladder, the two ladder, the any ladder networks. They start saying, oh, man, we all on the Cowboys. And then the aficionados yeah. be like, ah, we're going we gonna to show you who wear the big pants around here. And then Vegas step in and make a whole butt, bunch of money, man. So I don't like that. I like, I like, I like what you, you man, Noah. underdogs. Yeah. You got Noah Brown. Thinking, reading the press clippings, saying, "Yeah, we are going to the Super Bowl. We in the Super Bowl. I'm, re- I'm already making Super Bowl reservations. I ain't got to catch this pass. Oh, the pass hit me in the face. It hit my hands. Come on. Let, let me hear you say it before I let you walk, man. You already know. How about them cowboys? I ain't a killer, but don't push me, Law. Revenge is like the sweetest joy. <laughs> My guy, man, from the 815, Brad, and not Rick Ross. You're live, fam. What up, man? That man was annoying. But, <laughs> um... <laughs> Leave my guy alone, man. That's my guy, man. Talk to me, man. <laughs> I'm glad you're talking about the guy. It's worth annoying. Um, so, I, look, man, I, at this point, it's just, I, I, I see, man. Y'all going to look for every excuse for Dak. If Dak, if Dak had three arms, he could throw it better. If Dak, if Dak had four two speed, he could be Lamar Jackson. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, 
can we can we can we I just would love us to grade Dak on his own merits. Like uh if Andy Reid was still in, in Philly and, and and Pat Mahomes was in, and look, look, no, no, look. Whether you want to say okay, that interception was on him, that interception right. was on him. The first, the first one when his arm was hit, you you can argue that that was on him. Uh, the second one, upon further review, uh, Noah Brown just got to catch that one. You know, uh, you know, why receivers in that moment are being made? Can you imagine if uh, Drew Pearson dropped that hail mary? We wouldn't even talk about Roger Staubach in that light or Drew Pearson in that situation. Sometimes big time moments are are happening for. Both sides. The wide receiver got to catch it. The quarterback got to throw it. That, that's what makes that like at the end. That's why it's a team sport because that's what y'all tell me every time I tell y'all that one and three. So let it be a team sport when he not doing. Let it be a team sport when also when someone else not doing well. Um, all I want to say is, look, we got three games to go. Yep. Um, for me, this Philly game is so irrelevant. It's not funny. We're like. I, my my question. Uh, hold on, hold on. Before you go into that, like, like, can you expound? Because I know we crushed for time, but can you expound on the fact that it's irrelevant? Come, uh, go with it. It, it. It's irrelevant in the sense of like, hey, we we was going into this game thinking this was gonna be a measuring stick. I'm not sure the Eagles even care about. Like, of course they care about winning this game. For me, it matter more for us to win this game. If the Eagles win this game. Okay, they got the number one seed. If we win this game, does this mean we're going to the Super Bowl or the NFC Championship game? I want us to win the game. Yeah, but, yeah, um, but but no, here, here's how I look at this game, and I see where your point on this. Uh, I look at this game. The Eagles are the number two defense in the National Football League. I need to figure out what my DBs look like against their wide receivers. I think that they're still going to play AJ Brown. I think that they're still going to utilize Devontae Smith, right? And they got a hell of a running tack, even if without Jalen Hurt. And on top of that, I need to know, man, what if what my wide receivers can do against Slay and the other guy, Brad. Bradbury, because these are the things that we need to see. Can the wide receivers get open in separation? Can Dak Prescott put up numbers, good numbers, against the number two defense in the National Football League? And on top of that, nobody got more sacks than the Philadelphia Eagles, and I'm quite sure that they still going to bring the house. I'm not listening in to nobody from the Eagles community about this not being a, a, a measuring stick game or, or, or a good game because of those things. I need to know, can my makeshift offensive line hold up because I think that the Eagles still going to blitz I think they're going to still send people through the A and B gap and they're going for dog sure still going to want to stop Dak Prescott and pick him off a few times right I think everything you said is 100% true but I think it's only true on our end I don't like sure like let, let, let's sure if we, was, if, we was in 14, if we was 14-1 do you really? I'm like other than On, look, look. Nobody out. want look, look, Brandon. Before I let you go, you know nobody want bad tape. Nobody want bad tape. Slay would refuse to have bad tape. Slay wouldn't want to have a double move and CD Lamb score a touchdown on him, regardless whether or not the game is important or not. I would guarantee you this, unless if they bench Slay and Bradbury, I would agree to you. But I promise you, Slay don't want that on his resume. Absolutely not. I, I, all I'm saying is, because when Dak went to bed, it took away the love. So that's all I'm saying. Like, okay, hey, took away a little sizzle. I, I feel you, man. Come on, man. Let me hear you say it because I got to roll, man. 
How about them Cowboys, Dak? Hey, my eyes open. Oh, yes, indeed. Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And those are the facts, man. You can't be from Philly or rooting for the Philly and say, you know what? This game is not important. The number two, are they the number two? Can somebody help me out in the chat? Are the Philadelphia Eagles the number two defense in the National Football League? Or top three or number one? They could not. They ain't number one. I know the Niners are. But they got pride on the line. I'm quite sure that Hassan Reddick and all of those boys on that defensive side said, hey, we got more pressures now, more sacks than anybody in the NFL, and we going up against a foes that we don't like and we can't stand shoe. And we and they know for sure they want to knock off Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is seven and three. He's literally their daddy. He's their daddy. There's no one that can out-debate that. He won more games and lost than against the Philadelphia Eagles. So you think that they don't want to make another situation where they want to beat down Dak? I got another one coming for you. That's how rivalries work. That's how you got to take records and all what happened, take it and throw it out the window. All right, we got uh, my guy MJ from the 206. You're live. What up, Long Nation? Talk to me, man. Okay, Law. I'm still mad at you, though, bro, but talk to me, man. <laughs> you can't be, Law, you can't be mad. That's what I want to tell you. Now, that talk to me, came on, I've been a fan longer than her, 59 years old. Mm-hmm. I've been with my Cowboys. I went to the Partners game in St. Louis where we used to play Terry Metcalf. Oh, can't wow. Can't you say that? Yeah, no. yeah way Jim back. Hart. Can't you say that? No. No. And then that guy that came on there trying to take up for a Dan Quinn defense. No. Law, you know we all about our defense. We want yep. to be like the Baltimore Ravens defense when they won the Super Bowl. If we get a 17-point lead on here, people, we supposed to win. If we right. get a 10-point lead, we supposed to win. I don't want to hear no excuse coming about some Dan Quinn. Oh, yeah, he was bad. He lost the Super Bowl in Atlanta yeah. with that dumb play call. Him and the offensive coordinator when they had Super Bowl one against Tom Brady. Lost me my money. We supposed to win that game. So I don't want to hear no excuse. About no Dan Quinn, a stupid defense. Got the wrong players in the wrong way. Two Can't things two right things game. can be true. Yeah, we can't give up 503 yards, and, and we got to play complimentary football. And those are the things that, that, that you are saying. So what you got for this show, man? I feel you what you're saying about the ladies and the fella, but what you got for this show, fam? What, the, what I got for this show, like me and you say, like we got on our hat, run the damn ball. Now, the Philadelphia – Brought them two big defensive tackles in there. Yep. The last time we played them, we was running on them. They did what they got. They got corners. They got – now they, they surpassed them. Now, I don't know what our defense ends are doing. Our defense up there lollygagging, kicking, hold the edges. That's what everybody running on. Right. So, if our defense ends, uh, D-law them, get your head out of your ass, you and the other DN, uh, stop the run, and put that big boy in from, that we got from Philly to help them uh, defensive tackles so our linebackers can get a lot of tackles. Our linebackers should be having like 15, 10 tackles. Yo, I don't want our safety having 10 or 15 tackles. And play that boy that we just got. 
Arizona. Arizona. Oh, you talking about? Uh, oh, you talking about Trey Mullen? All right. So yeah. th- th- this is what I see right here with our lineup. I, I want to see more from Sam Williams. I need fifty four to be out there on the field on the starting rotation yeah. because at this point you need the size. Size do matter. Right next to him, you can have Carlos Watkins, Big Bo, and then you can have uh, D-Law. I get it. I'm not saying that Osa and Navar Gallimore ain't those dudes, but you got to rotate those fellas in. Start off big, yeah. lean on those guys, and then have Anthony Rush, if he's elevated up, uh, have him to be on the uh, on the uh, a rotation piece too. I've seen the tape, if y'all go watch it. Uh, he when he played for Atlanta, he right. he puts Kelsey, and I know Kelsey. Hope he ain't playing. He put Kelsey all the way to the uh, quarterback every time. Every time, he just bull rushed him. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. he's too little in the ass to stop that boy. And Philly know it too. So yeah. Dan Quinn, listen, don't be a fool and don't play that rush. Don't be playing all them stupid defensive ends. They nope. can't get no. They yep. can't stop the run. I appreciate you, MJ, man. Let me hear you say it before I let you rock, though, man. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give him some. Because uh, I'm a cowboy for life. Yeah. I'm going to say, how about them boys? Yeah. They got to get that. They got to get the cowboys name back. They got to go on the seven-game winning streak so all these fans can get the last laugh at, at the whole world. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate you, man. That's my guy now, man. You know, he he my he my he my, he my dog now. You know, said so. Uh, you know, the other time he said Cal, and then he said a girl. So uh, I'm glad that he uh, moved off from that. All right, we got the. I'm gonna give y'all the orders. We got Minister, and then we got Trey, and we got Queen, and then we got the nine three six. Those are the next. Four, I believe. All right, so Minister Simmons, you live from the nine one eight. Hey, what's up, law? Nothing to achieve. Talk to me. Did the jersey oh, fit man. you right? Hey, Did the jersey hey, fit you bro. right? Got that jersey. Yeah, got yeah. Let 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 can you explain to the nation? You didn't take a picture yet, but can you explain to the nation? No, no, no. But can can the letters be pulled off? Can the letters be pulled off? You know, yeah, are they hey. stitched? I did a stitched jersey, you know. <laughs> Talk to me, Simmons. Hey, I just want to say to the nation that Law is a man in words. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling everybody, the man's hung in there with us. We moved like three times, and he didn't give up on us. He he was very patient. So, dude, I I, I love you. Appreciate man everything you do, man. Uh, anyway, let's get back. Let's get to this game. Uh, very disappointed we lost like that, man. Right. Very disappointed to me. Uh, I'm still confused about, you know, why we're having so much trouble throwing over the middle. I, I've been kind of looking at a little stuff a little bit, and I think it's it's kind of more of Kellen Moore's play calling because uh, I saw a little uh, uh, tape for uh, – uh, 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 dang, uh, Kurt Warner did, man. And that was, and if you go back and look at that, this tape he did, man, he had everybody, they, okay, everybody was, we was in the red zone. Right. Was inside the 10. Everybody stopped about five yards. And everybody was in the same place. Everybody in the same place, and man. When I, look, I mean, everybody was like on the five yard line, like, like two people's on the five, one person's on the six. Before before I let you go, Minister, Minister, before I go, let you go. 
That's what you call when you run an option and then you run out of options. <laughs> they ran an option hey, route and you ran out of the option. You know. All I have to say is I have one question for you, Law. Do I want to see Mike McCarthy like look? I'm wondering is he putting anything in there with Kellen Moore or is he just letting him do it on his own? Uh. I just don't see he's pretty good. But he's no doubt, man. I'm, I'm going to answer that one right quick. Yeah, Minister, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Uh, here's the thing. When you look at that, is he really got his hands on Kellen Moore? I don't think so. They're, 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 they come from two different systems. Two, two different systems. Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore comes from Lennonhan and Jason Garrett's system. He is not from Mike McCarthy's system. This is not his child. Not his child. Okay? So is Mike McCarthy influences out there? No, we don't see West Coast concepts. We don't. We see more, more of a spread. Uh, Don Coriel, however you say that, man, Air Coriel's uh, offense of spread. We're going to go deep. We're going to go vertical. Those are the things that I see with my natural eyes. I don't see any concepts of West Coast principles. All right. Uh, we got uh, Trey, you're live from the 901. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, what's going on? What's going on, everyone? Okay, so let's talk about this gang that's coming up. All right. First off, only thing I'm going to need for Dan Quinn to start doing while we go, because we in the playoffs, right? Everybody's yeah, we in talking the, crazy about yeah. losing that game or whatever. It don't matter. We still in the playoffs. And we will get through the playoffs. But I'm going to need Dan Quinn to get out that damn box, come down on that ground, and get on his defensive players when they start acting like they done forgot why they even there. You feel me? Right. That's what they need to do. And then Mike McCarthy, I'm going to need for him to get stronger on Kelly Moore and then on the players when they do stuff like that. We need a coach with a heart of stone because we got mm. the talent. Yeah, we do. We got the talent. The Cowboys beat themselves. Don't nobody beat us. We beat ourselves. How you going to come from a 17-point lead and then lose the game? Yeah. You beat yourself up. Yeah. So you can't beat us. We beat ourselves. And until they can correct that, ain't nothing they can do with them Cowboys. And come Saturday, we're going to win that game. It's definite. It's going to win. Y'all going to see the Cowboys play like, they should have been playing. Did, did you see last night's show? Did you see last night's show, Trey? Did you see the last night's show, the round table, the Eagles round table with the Cowboys content creators? Yeah, last night. Yeah. On your show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I got us going 35 to 24. What you got before I let you go? I got 38, 28. Okay. Ooh, it's going to be a good one. Ooh, I can't wait yeah, to it's see gonna be a good, It's going to be a good one because... We're going to run the ball. Yo, we we play in Philadelphia. Him. That's how we play Philadelphia. We're going to run the ball. Zeke and Elliott is going to have their day. And then that with those interceptions, not going to happen. Because guess what? We got T.Y. T.Y. going to run through that and do what he needs to do. And then yeah. 
T-Law know what time it is. Know what time it is. Let me let me hear you say it before I let you rock. Let me hear you say it. How about them cowboys? Let's go, baby. Let's go. Let go. <laughs> all right. I don't know if I can hit this. No, my voice been out all this week. <clears throat> Let me see if I can hit it. She's your queen to be. <laughs> I okay. hit that note, baby. What's up, queen? <laughs> hey. Yes, indeed. What's going on? What's going on with you? Come on, talk to me. Can you hear me pretty, can you hear me pretty good? I, I can hear you well. Okay, great. Uh, uh, I'm going to have this for those, uh, some of those. Lord, you loud. Excuse me, let me move, y'all. Okay. Okay. Um, all I have is for those, some of the people that are so critical of that. Um, there, a lot of them will say things like, why doesn't he audible out of this? And why doesn't he audible out of that? You know, instead of always doing what Kellen, you know, says for him to do. Well, they don't realize that that cannot audible out of everything that Kellen says, because... You even had the goat, one of the goats anyway, Aaron Rodgers, they yelled out to his coach, run the fucking ball. Yep. If it was so easy mm-hmm. for them to just change stuff on a fly like they want to, then why would Aaron Rodgers even have to do that? <laughs> right. You're you preaching now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. So, I've been, every time I call you, I've been meaning to say that. Yep. Because, you know, that's what a lot of people say when they call into you. And um and I'd be forgetting by the time you know I get by on the time it's your it. turn that's yeah all, your turn yeah. yeah that's that's all I had oh, that's all you had yeah man look yeah. you, you, you spit you spit the truth I need to know your score prediction if not we can wait probably till tomorrow you know but let me know it yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till tomorrow wait tomorrow I'm, I'm gonna be at the game oh you gonna be down here in Dallas at the game. Yeah. Okay. I'm fly okay. All the way from North Carolina. What what day you what day you fly in? Friday. Friday. Okay. We got it. We got a mm-hmm. thing that's going on Friday. I'll let you know by tomorrow. It's going to be nice. We got a very very pleasant surprise to a lucky cowboy fan, and uh, I'll let you know how all of that's going to uh, trickulate. But I appreciate you. Let me hear you say it, Queen. Don't you forget me, Low. Let him hang, Cowboy Nation. Let them hang. That's Quay. All right. Last but not least, man, from the 757, man. Make it remarkable. Make it a remarkable moment. You're live. Yo, Law. What's up, man? I've been watching you probably since like two years ago, man. You know what I'm saying? And I'm ready to go crazy with this tape. Uh-huh. All right. <clears throat> What's your name? Before Let me save it in Why, 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 you, why you do that before you do that. My name is Justin Allen. I'm from Virginia, 757. Just letting everybody know. But we didn't do this. Mm-hmm. All right. We finally got that man, Devon. We finally got a second cornerback. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. saying he's going to go outside. Right. Because I feel I still feel like the slot is his best stop. But if we, if we do try it, Trayvon Mullen, if he's not playing that great outside, we could have switched. But then I'm still saying, like, I feel like he can guard the monster. I think he could guard the best, the outside receiver. 
because I don't think Trey's going to be on AJ the, all the game, the whole game. Right. He's going to be switching between. So I feel like we got the guy. He proved it against Zay Jones and uh, getting two, the, two PDs and an interception. And I feel like 73, Dak got it. Stop mm-hmm. blaming Dak. That's all I'm got to say. Stop blaming Dak. It was mm-hmm. not on him. Okay. That's all I got to say. That's my take. Oh, Justin. Okay, appreciate you, J.A. I'm going to put you down as uh, as that, and uh, we're going to get things rolling, man. I appreciate you for your thoughts. Thank you, Lord Nation. Love you, man. Much love to you, too, man. That's a good call from him, man. Been following the channel for two years. That's that's remarkable, man. Um, Goodbye. It, here's the truth right here, Cowboy Nation. We got to look at this as, okay, we got short area quickness guys. You got big body guys. I think that AJ, uh, AJ Brown, uh, these Browns keep messing me up. AJ Brown of the Eagles, he is the more, most physical wide receiver we faced in a minute, right? Since the last time we played him, uh, he's the number one wide receiver off slants. He he catches the ball in traffic. He is the money down guy, this third down guy. And then you got your guy that can take the top off the defense that you got to be mindful of. Now, I do like the aspect of Trayvon Diggs trailing and uh, following the bigger, bulkier style of wide receivers. I think that that's a good situation for us. But my reservation would be what's or how we going to cover the other side. Now, to my guy JP's point, the the first call, like if you a whole bunch of callers earlier, he said give Kevin Joseph uh, a chance to go through the growing pains or what have you. Now, Kevin Joseph, he did remove himself from Instagram and, and Twitter and what have you, remove all of the Cowboys stuff off of his page. I don't know if you guys getting to him. I know a lot of people want to beat up the young man, and I and, and I get it, right? We, we don't like losing around here, although we haven't been winning a lot in these last 20 years. But we don't like losing. We don't like losing. And when we lose, it feels triple hurt because everybody point out any little small thing and you go back and look at the tape my guy Malik Hooker come on you you got cover too you got over the top help you supposed to be there right nevertheless Kevin Joseph didn't have his best outing. They benched him. They put in the Sean Wright. They said this week they're going to have a competition thing. And I love competition. Nobody should be comfortable. Everybody should not have a, nobody should have a comfortable bed is what I'm trying to say. So we will see who really won this competition. If it's going to be Trayvon, if, and I'm talking about Mullen, if it's going to be, and I don't think that Dayron Bland was entered into that mix on the outside, but if it's going to be, Nashawn Wright, if it's going to be Kelvin Joseph, if it's going to be whoever else we got, nobody cares. The only thing that cares is, did you win? Did you win? Because people are going to talk about the Cowboys losing, not just Kelvin Joseph, right? Not just Nashawn Wright. All of those guys, they can give up, they can give up four touchdowns. It's going to be Dak Prescott's fault, right? <laughs> That's just how it goes, baby. So, uh, Cowboy Nation, let's stand tall. Let's get this day going. Uh, Anthony Barr will be out there. This is from Trey. Oh, okay. We'll see what Anthony Barr do. Uh, on top of that, I-, I talked to my guy, Boss Cowboy Sports, earlier, and he had the same sentiments about the linebackers. Keep in mind, 
the linebackers themselves were thrown into it because a lot of those guys didn't have a lot of uh, mental reps or even reps out there because LVE been solid and he was in that spot. So what he said to me earlier today was just give these guys a week to prepare themselves and let's see what the linebacker core looked like against the Eagles, knowing that you're not going to have LVE now. Let's see if the uh, communication is better. Let's see if they figure out ways to dial in better and do these sorts of things. Nevertheless, the Cowboys are the Cowboys. We always going to be talked about. Let's not look for credence and validation. I I really take this from uh, Vach. He said, we just got to prepare ourselves to be the villain. We do. (laughs) And it's hard-pressed to say that, but we are the villains. We are. We are the most scrutinized team in the National Football League. A cat can't cross the street somewhere in Texas. They will point it out that that cat is black and the Cowboys about to be an accident waiting to happen. We can't do nothing. We can't do nothing to appease the four-ladder, the three-ladder network. It's to the point that Boss Cowboy last night was on the round table with the Eagles. And there were a third of the Cowboy fans, not y'all that's watching, belittling, casting aspersions, trash-talking, not the Eagles. But you guys are so fixated on trash-talking yourselves that it was literally... The round table, me, Boss Cowboys Sports, Cowboys Fan Talk, Mr. Rome, and also the other Cowboys guys, uh, my guy Jay Tuck, I forgot all who was on the panel, fighting Cowboy fans, Eagle fans, in the panel. We were shorthanded, never in the history of sports fandom, that we got to fight our own and also defend our own and also fight the outside forces whereas in the Eagles community they were unified they were all saying the Cowboys are trash they were all saying that the Cowboys suck and these sorts of things whereas we had to fight our own there were people saying put in Cooper Rush there were people literally saying Dak Prescott is trash There are people saying that Mike McCarthy, he can't fight himself out of a wet paper bag. But in the Eagles community, they were all on the same page. They were all saying that they're going to beat down the Cowboys. They were always saying that the Cowboys are the Cowgirls. They were all saying that we are whiny fans. Where are the real Cowboy Nation at? Where are the real true blue at? Where are the ones that said, even though I don't like you, we are fighting together. It's kind of like the movie, The uh, Return of the Titans, or Remember the Titans. That was a movie, right? Where it was the great divide. But Denzel Washington, the two linebackers on that team, they were unified together. Although they didn't agree with each other, but they were unified. Where's our unity at, Cowboy Nation? We don't have it. We fight ourselves. We eat our own. But I come here to tell y'all this one trope before I go. If you want a thing bad enough to go out there and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time and your peace and your sleep for it. If all of your desires of it makes you quite mad enough that you don't get tired of it and it makes you and you hold all other things tardy and cheap. If life itself seems empty and useless without it and all that you scheme and dream is about it. If you are gladly go out there and sweat for it, fret for it and plan for it and lose all terror. 
of your mind for it. If you would simply go after the thing you want with all of your capacity, strength and scargacity, with faith, hope and confidence and stern pertinacity. If neither cold, poverty or famish or fame or sickness of your body or brain can turn you away from the thing you want. If dogged and grim and besieged and beset it with the help of almighty cowboy nation, you will get it. Look, you guys, let's start fighting one another. The cowboy nations in the last 27 years, we have flipped on our own team. I've seen illustrations where we throw trash at our own players. We spit upon our own players. And now the Eagles are a better example than us. That's a shame. A flat out shame. We have turned into what most people call filthy trash. Shame. Let's get better, Cowboy Nation. DC for life, not for short. Roll those credits. some lights on this before we run up out of here charge it to the game Come on. Until next time, DC for life. Not for short. Not if only we win. Not if only we tie. If the dog should not, if we lose. It's D for DC for life forever. Let's go. Cell block 80, baby. Come on. Hey. Until next time, salute.